brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Welcome back to the LBT. Actually, never mind. That sounds way too much like LGBTQ minus plus dollar sign hashtag. So, legit bat podcast. I'm here with the co-hosts Jen and Ben, my wife and brother, respectively, of course. How's it going tonight, guys? Good. Good. Really? <laughs> so so it's been, lively. It's it's been a it's riveting. It's awkward day. to hear you talk that way. It's been a riveting day. I'm saying it in a, in a sarcastic tone. How was your day? What happened? Uh, not a lot. I insomnia is a bitch, so didn't fall asleep till like three, and then kind of moseyed around the couch till about nine thirty. After the kids woke up, of course the kids got up today at like six fifteen, so I got like about three hours of sleep, and then moseyed on the couch until about nine thirty. Got up, did all the house shit, and then by the time that Dinner was over, and I cleaned up from dinner. I started in on my class online. So, we're good. Nice. Are you going to sleep tonight? I have. I could not answer that for you. If I, like, unless I had a fifth of Jack, then yes. Oh, don't do that. I'm not going to do that. I don't want to do that. Well, today we have the, well, I, I guess it's not we having them as much as them having us, but Dangerous World had us on our podcast, talked about 9-11. We went deep, not as deep as Brandon wanted to, or Ryan wanted to, actually, but we'll have a part two at some point. Well, we covered we covered plenty of stuff. It, it was uh, a much more organic flowing conversation than I think all four of us expected, but the way that we just kind of rammed off of each other. Uh, I probably shouldn't say rammed off of each other, but... Um, it, it 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 flew it, it flew pretty good. The problem was is that there was a lot of ideas hitting after one initial point was made. So we end up going into a lot of rabbit trails and stuff and I don't think we covered all of the base content that Ryan wanted to hit on, but there will more than likely be a part 2 just to finish out the rest of what he wanted to hit on, but it went really well. What did you think about the first episode, Jen? Uh, the first episode I was on? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I mean, this one might as well be our actual first one. I keep saying that every time just because it gets better every time. But I think it went great. It was uh, unexpected for me because I thought it would be a lot more intimidating, but it was pretty easy. It's just to weird talk to talk everybody. to everybody in a microphone and then stare at them with stupid headphones on. 
Yeah, I'd rather be sitting around all together having that conversation, but Zoom it is. Yeah, drink enough beer, it gets easier. <laughs> I, I, I could have I, I stood to have the have a camera a little bit closer to each of their faces just so I could get... Because, like, I like the facial expressions. So, like, if I had a camera that was a little bit closer to each of them and was able to actually feel like I was right there in front of them, then across the room, which is how it felt, um, I think that would have been a little bit easier for me to jump in because it was kind of like I was having an interview when I would look at their camera. <laughs> like if I was talking to one of them, I felt like I was sitting across the room from an interview. Yeah. Okay. Maybe that's why I thought it was going to be intimidating when it started because that was my visual. Yeah. I was like, Oh exactly. God, are they going to see how much we know about this? Cause I have limited, no- I mean, I <laughs> knowledge that I have, but you know, it's my perspective and we're talking about perspectives right. here. So, so it was interesting and I've never spoken with either one of them. So I didn't know how judgmental they might be, but they're both super open-minded. So it was awesome. Well, yeah. I was kind of worried because I didn't, I mean, I, I know a lot about that stuff, but I didn't, I don't, don't heavily research it. I told Ryan that too, that our uh, style is more of a raw and censored, just conversational style, but that's why it kind of works out good with them. Cause they actually know what they're talking about and we can just make dick jokes. <laughs> so it works. We, it's like well, a yeah. I mean, Ryan said in their intro, you know, they we we have a similar dynamic but i agree with him that we we're definitely not taking the i guess you could say the curriculum if that's the right word as seriously uh it's more or less just like a topic and then just let it go from wherever that initial topic goes and i like we we joke around a whole lot more uh which i would prefer anyway i like cracking jokes and stuff however that episode was not one to drive too deep with jokes on so I did agree with their assessment on that was that it was, you know, not one to maybe, you know, make too many jokes on because people would think that we were making light of it. But I don't think that we did that. I don't think so either. I think we went pretty easy on them. But uh, listen to the Dangerous World podcast. What are What's their social stuff? I they probably they probably plug. Oh, they plug it at the end. That's fine. Yeah, uh, plug- we plugged ours, too. So, you know, Legit Bat Pod casts on Instagram, Legit Bat Pod at Facebook. It might be the other way around. Not sure. Uh, gmail's legitbatpod at gmail.com so it's a longer episode so we're just going to get right into it and enjoy and if you have a rating or review let me know alright guys enjoy the episode We have Joe, Jen, and Ben. Joe and uh, Ben have the Legit Bat Podcast. I was on their, uh, what was it, their, your first episode that we did together. And that was a good one, man. Just kind of breaking, popping the cherry for everybody and your audience. And it was it was a fun little thing, man. I, I liked it. And then you guys are, you got two episodes down. So, I mean, you guys are rocking, dude. It also sounds like a rock band, like Peter, Paul, and Mary, kind of that vibe. The, you know, when you say all their, all their names together, yeah. Yeah, Joe, Jen, Ben. I, it's a good I can one. assure you, once you hear the story, it is not nearly as cool as that. Well, I did. From what I understand, it's a dick joke. Somewhat, yeah. Because when I heard, dude, you know what, too? So, we did an AI episode recently. And I was doing talk to text on my phone 
talking to that guy, Joe, that um, we had with the Hitler Escobar thing. And I was yeah, telling Ron, him, like, Ron, hey, New England. Yeah. And I was telling him, hey, you guys should, you know, they want you on their show. You know, you, you said he was a treasure chest of knowledge, blah, blah, blah. I'm doing talk to text and I say legit bat. And my talk to text fills in wants you on their podcast like they just straight up fill it in and it was because my phone was hitting that 20 percent. i have an iphone it warns me when i'm at 20 percent. and dude it fucking freaked me out um <laughs> no man but honestly dude you guys you guys are, are doing your thing and i wanted to bring you all on for a 9-11 episode you know 9-11 is what got a lot of us into the conspiracy game um i mean there was something going on that day at the very least and a lot of us think it was leading up you know, a demolition, if you want to think that Building 7 was a demolition, which, for the record, I am in that camp. Um, you don't just plan that in a week. I mean, th this takes months of planning, you know, even by experts' standards. So, real quick, guys, I wanted to go around the horn and, you know, where were you guys at that day? A spoiler alert, Brandon and I were in the same place even back in 2001. Um, so, where were you guys at? Ben, you want to go first? Okay. We were in the same place too, so. Oh, yeah, shit. so uh, let's see. We were coming up on my 11th birthday and it would have been Joe's 15th birthday. Uh, both Joe and I were both homeschooled, so basically on that particular day we were sleeping in. And uh, our older brother, Blair, he was a uh, FedEx courier for, gosh, almost 20 years. And uh, he had texted my mom early in the morning and said, uh, you got to turn on the TV. So I think it was, I, when, when did the first plane hit? Uh, 845, 846, something like that. Yeah, it was uh, early, yeah. So she comes and wakes us up and says, you guys got to come out and look at the TV. So we all just sat there and it, it was after the first plane had gotten hit. Uh, and of course, being in California, you know, was, uh, a lot later than, or a lot earlier than it was over there. So we just sat down and at, at the time that this happened, I didn't even know at 11 years old what the World Trade Centers were. No, fu no fucking idea. So we're just sitting there watching the TV and we know some big ass building in New York City is on fire because it got hit by a plane. And then, you know, several minutes later, while I think it was Dan Rather was the one doing the cast, uh, all of a sudden the second plane hits the next building and you can see it live right behind him. And his face just goes white. So we sat there for a little bit and then my mom said, you know, don't worry about doing any school today. Let's just watch this and see what happens because this is going to be really big for america and uh that's basically what we did the rest of the day and then you know for months after that it was all you heard about on the rotating news for the 24 cycle well it's funny um, too because living in on the west coast uh new york might as well be like the middle east to like yeah it's a different it's a different planet <laughs> over there so we were just kind of like oh some big buildings got blown up and we were teenagers well at least i was so yeah. We were more, more worried about playing Mario Kart in the buildings. but <laughs> Well, yeah, dude, the U.S. should be four or five different countries, man. And like to your point, yes, something going on in New York will have zero effect on someone in California. And you were getting a live history lesson that day. You know what I mean? So, yeah, yeah doing any kind of schoolwork is pointless, man. So it was you a live, live history lesson in propaganda. <laughs> oh, yeah, definitely. Which, actually, to point that out, at the time that it happened... Uh, Obviously, the the media bias was still completely relevant, but we didn't really feel like, as we talked about when you were on, Ryan, about 
how much now the media, social media and everything has pushed even so much farther than it ever used to back when you couldn't just Google something back when you couldn't just, uh, you know, look it up online and find out what it was at that point where the internet was at, it was like, we still got our, the mo the majority of our news from the TV, um, and newspapers, the Sunday paper, whatever. So yeah. when that happened, we were glued to the TV to find out what was going on with it. Um, it, it it's, it's crazy how a, just a few short years later, all, all you had to do was type it in. And there were so much more information that you could find about it that was never on the news. And uh, obviously, as time went on, those views kind of altered due to the amount of information you could find on it. But during that moment, you know, the only thing that we had to find out what was happening was right in front of our fucking faces. Yeah, dude. And I mean, like it, it legitimately did create an entire... I don't want to say sector, but it created an entire genre of work. I mean, websites left and right were popping up about debunking 9-11. People were getting paid to travel the world doing conferences. Um, I mean, look at us today here fucking years and years later talking about it. And it's yeah. it's a thing, you know, and, you know, never forget, like like everyone says. But what about you, Jen? Where were you at uh, when this whole thing started popping off? Well, my story makes me sound super ignorant because I was uh, I'm from Boston. So I was actually in Boston and I was um, well, I was 21 at the time. So I used to fly out of Logan all the time. And I ended up having to like two weeks after it happened. But anyway, that day I slept in. I didn't have to work. It was like the one day I didn't have to work that week. And I got into my car to go pick up my check from work because 2001 and uh I heard on the radio, they were, I thought they were talking about the bombing of, what was it, like the Oklahoma City bombings yeah, or something 94. that had happened yeah, yeah. pretty, not that recently, but it had happened. It was like one of the only big things in the news that was a bombing. So I heard that on the radio and I was like, click, boring. And it was like, bombing, world trade. And I was like, click, boring. And I literally probably clicked through 10 stations, like, where the fuck are the songs? And uh, <laughs> then I finally was like, oh, shit. Uh, okay, this, this is, is pretty important. So I drove to work and everyone's like, did you hear? And I was like, yeah, just now. And then I went home and watched it on TV with my mom because we were really, really close to New York City at the time. I was only three hours away and we went there all the time. So it was pretty... It was pretty heartfelt for my family and they're obviously really bent out of shape about it but i did watch while they were doing the live newscast and then the second building went down um it was pretty scary especially since yeah. i remained so ignorant for most of the day about it blissful yeah and you yeah. know it's interesting it's interesting you bring up uh, okc because the same company that was in charge of security of the twin towers was in charge of the security for oklahoma city that was Securicom. And uh, wow. we'll get Wasn't into that, that a little. George Bush Senior's company is that right? It was actually Marvin Bush's company. Yeah, so it was oh, a Bush okay. nonetheless. Um, so yeah, we'll get into Bush. that a little bit. Yeah, yeah, the Bushes are uh, thick through this entire thing, dude. But, Bush everywhere. You know, Brandon, <laughs> Brandon, and I were actually uh, what were we? We were ten and eleven yeah. at the time. Um, you know, staying at my house, his family, his entire family was over, um, just on a random, random thing. Um, you know, I, I was, he were home, you were homeschooled, yeah. right? And then I was in public school, but they, my parents let me stay out of school that day. Um, I was actually sleeping on my couch 
and just woke up to your mom, Brandon, uh, kind of like freaking out about it. Yeah. You know, everyone was kind of like, what the fuck's going on, obviously. Um, and so, yeah, I just woke up. I'm this 10 year old kid. Like, what the fuck's going on? Where's my cartoons? And, um, you know, ironically, Cartoon Network was the only channel not showing live footage of the uh, of the shit going down that day. So they had like, uh, what is it? The, the Roadrunner? And, and Wiley Coyote, though, it's kind of like an accurate representation. Yeah, I'm sure they've done something similar to that. In the episodes. <laughs> yeah, dude, I remember just walking down the staircases and seeing people gathered around, like the whole family gathered around the TV set like I've never seen before. I mean, you know, like we watched Survivor and they didn't watch TV like this. You yeah. Know what I mean? like, well, yeah, man, it's interesting because right. like, you, you know, it, it brought people together. You know, I, I've heard people say. They never want another 9-11, but they do anything to get another 9-12. You know, the day after mm-hmm. 9-11, everyone, no one gave a fuck about politics. And, like, strangers were hugging each other in New York. Flags everywhere. Yeah. I mean, oh, uh, I fucking... I was just going to say that. Flags on every fucking car. United yeah. we stand. Blah, blah, blah. And that's, that's an interesting thing about the false flag. You know, talking about things like Northwoods. Um, back in the 60s when when JFK is getting these ideas floated to him that we need to rally support to go and attack an enemy. What do you do? You stage an attack on your own people and this is going to get your support. And Bush's you know poll numbers went up like 12 points that mm-hmm. day. You know what I mean? So it's interesting, man. There's so many smoking guns in this entire thing. Do any stick out to you guys in particular? Because I have a big one um, that, that I do. Yeah, and I, do. I mean, what do you got there, Ben? Uh, my, my, I think, uh, well, in trying to think back even to just when I was that young and it all happened and they started telling about how the pieces all fit together and where they were leading us to this day, I still think back. And I think one of my biggest is the plane that went into the Pentagon and, uh, or rocket or whatever it is that, you know, they ended up sending in there. But my biggest thing was I went, okay. So if either one of these planes, if all the planes were all fake or staged or set up for an explosion like that, what happened to the Philadelphia plane that went down that supposedly had all the phone calls on it? Where, <laughs> why did they find no remains? They didn't um, find the fuselage, any of that thing. That's no, pretty interesting. I, I heard a report on that from a, I, I don't know if it was the fire chief of that area or something, but there was no fuselage Mm-mm. flight 93. I think that was, uh, yeah. When planes crash, there's something at least like anything. And the coroner that was there was like, I'm, I'm a coroner. I'm here for bodies and there's no bodies. I don't see right. any yeah. bodies. So, I'm not able so to do my job. That was my thing is I, to this day, what I, what I've always wanted to know is let's say the ones that hit the towers were not, actually because you know you go they go into tail numbers and the looks of it and all that stuff and it doesn't look like an airliner jet um on some of the videos and my thing was i'm like okay so if there were no bodies in flight 93 it was a rocket into the pentagon and both of the planes that went into the world trade centers were not actually civilian uh airliners where the fuck did all of those people go that's what i want to know well there's that phantom plane theory you know, I don't know if you've gotten into that, you know, that, but the idea behind that, and that was in Shanksville. Um, and, and, you know, there was uh, an entire thing where this plane, uh, which for the record is still in existence, the same flight is, I guess, you know, up until like it would have been ran out of commission. 
uh, it was still going. Um, really interesting idea that they actually like took off, kind of did an emergency landing because of terrorist attacks, and then uh, let go of all these people into a NASA hangar in an airport in like uh, I forget what what state it was. I got it in my notes here, but it's just. There is something to that. There is something to that that Pennsylvania crash landing. The idea is that uh, you know passengers on the flight took the you know they overthrew the terrorists, and it's like everyone needs a hero in a horrible situation right. like this. You know what I mean? So it, that no, was the most a, obvious propaganda to me. Yeah. with that whole thing. Yeah, it's like yeah, people make, making this... their cell phone calls from the plane. I love you, baby. Crash. You know, like. Come well, on. have you listened? Have you listened to some of the calls? Because the calls are are interesting. Like, there's one guy Years where, ago. like, let's, yeah, like, let's say it's me calling, and I'm calling my mother. I'm saying, "Hey, mom, it's it's your son Ryan Dean. You believe me, right?" Like, some dude fucking said that to his mother. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, who says their last, their first name, last name, and then asks, "Do you believe me?" Um, this is what, like, you know, kind of makes me think that it was just like a computer generated voice. Because um, if you don't think they had the technology back then to do that, you're crazy. Um, yeah. You know, saying, you know, putting together a computer animated voice or whatever. And then there's another one uh, where a lady, I think it's CC Lyles. She was a flight attendant. And when she's crashing, um, she's saying like, hey, honey, uh, I think she's calling her husband. Hey, honey, you know, uh, we, we were just hijacked. Um, I think I'm going to die, blah, blah, blah. Listen to me carefully. And then at the end, she starts rustling her microphone around and she says like really, really low, it's a fake or it's a plant or something. I forget what she says. What'd she say? Have you heard that one? It's a ficus. I think she said. No, it's not that. No, but she (laughs) says, she straight up says like, like, uh, it's a frame is what she says. Like specifically, you can hear it's a frame or it's a fake. Um, And like, again, that's CC Lyles, anyone that wants to check that out. But it's, it's interesting, man. Um. But do you guys have a smoking gun, Joe, Jen? Do you guys got anything that was really weird to you out of all the crazy shit going on? I think the biggest one was always the Pentagon for me. The the classic, oh, the cameras weren't working that day or they were shut off. And all the pictures you see, it's just a fucking hole in the side of the Pentagon. And no wings, no wing like marks into the building. No fuselage. Uh, the other interesting thing was that that was apparently the accounting section of the Pentagon. And if you want to believe what Don Rumsfeld said the day before about missing $2.3 trillion in transactions that they can't trace. Um, That's the weirdest one for me because that makes no fucking sense. What about you? Yeah, man. Like when it happened or do you mean like before it was pretty, there was a ton of information on it way back in the day, like anything we saw that looked weird when a long time ago. Just anything. I mean, yeah, there's there's tons of predictive programming, if that's what you're trying to talk about. I mean, there's like, yeah, any anything that just makes it stand out to you to where it's like, yeah, this is fucking weird. Well, after right after it happened, because I was saying I fly a lot. I used to fly a lot like for work. I traveled and I flew out of Logan a lot where the terrorists supposedly flew out of. And the airport morphed immediately, like as soon as I would have to go, you know, get on a flight uh there were men with machine guns standing all over the airport and it was so unnecessary it was just like what really like do you think this is going to happen again this is this is the kind of manpower you need you think that's going to prevent it all and it was not just all the security that they're having now where it's pretty invasive but it was men with like fully armed (laughs) men lining the entire airport 
Yeah, do you think someone's going to fucking like, do the same and thing now a day later? Now the yeah. security, it like led up to security becoming a really big deal at the airport. And now they can, you know, have the, they have the x-ray. Um, I just think it uh, was leading up to their whole um, making security at the airport a really big deal. And that was kind of weird at the time to see. Well, yeah, I mean, the TSA was created in November of 2001 after yeah. this attack, you know, so the, TS the TSA came into existence after the 9-11 attacks. And yeah, like I was saying, you know, like you're not going to need fully armed military personnel at the airport a day after this shit happens. You know, that's the last time oh. anyone's going to attack anything. Right. <laughs> but the yeah. TSA never went away. Those, uh, yeah. That whole thing, that whole shenanigan to get through an airport never went away since 2001. Well, and talk about the creation of another industry. There you have one where it's like, can yeah. you imagine like having a TSA for like driving our cars or for buses? You know, like this is a new level of federal insight on, hey, I'm just trying to get from one side of my country to the other. You know yeah. what I mean? Well, yeah, and somehow well, honestly, three ounces of shampoo is going to bring the plane down. You know what I mean? Like, what the fuck are we talking about here? <laughs> yeah, that exactly. That is the worst. <laughs> well, so, uh, Brandon, you said you got something. What was your weird, weird smoking gun type situation that happened? Dude, it's it's just so weird. That, I mean, I, I'm the skeptic here, right? I don't. I, I actually think it kind of went down the way that everyone says, or the way the mainstream says it happened. And it, it is, I still have to admit that it is scary how well like America's response, the West's response lines up with old school, like colonialism where we go into this, you know, damn near uninhabited by white people area. And there's, there's white people with guns walking around. We control the money. I mean, it reminds me, you remember that, that this is this whole, this whole episode, this whole discussion reminds me of like zeitgeist that Peter Joseph film that we like, I think was, has been out for like, almost a decade now, Yeah, but he, he makes reference to that movie network, and one of the characters in Network is talking about how, like, there's no such thing as nations anymore. You know what I mean? There's no such thing as Russians or Arabs or the West or anything like that. There's only money moving back and forth. And just how scary and easy, how lubricated this money coming in and out of that fuck zone became after all the changes that we as a, as a country made. Well, yeah. And, to, and like, we are literally a half a step away from a one world government. Like one, like not even one step. Mm -hmm. It's so scary how close we, we might are even to this be show. there already. I mean, we might, dude. There might be some shadow government. I mean, there's that that idea that Pintar, that eight foot albino lizard, actually runs the entire world, um, and then Queen Elizabeth <laughs> could be the world monarch. There's some scary ideas out there, dude. But um, my smoking gun, and then we'll kind of get into the meat of the episode here. Um, were all the put options on American Airlines, United Airlines, and Boeing. There was over like 17,000 put options and put options in the stock market are literally like you're shorting a stock. You're you're betting that the stock is going to go down. You're going bearish. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, instead of, you know, betting on a stock in the traditional sense of like, hey, I'm putting $10 million into Boeing because I think it's going to go up. You're putting $10 million into Boeing, assuming that it's going to go down and you're going to take the difference of the price that you bought it at versus the price that it sinks to. And... It's just a, a really good way to make a lot amount of money in a short amount of time. If you know something's going to happen, George Soros put a bunch of uh, put options uh, in in uh, Las Vegas uh, hotels before the Las Vegas shooting. Um, he's Fuck historically never been involved with with casino stocks. Yeah, it's the uh, insane amount of put options, and they didn't even hide it. I mean, this is this is like the worst fucking thing to me. It was between September seventh, two thousand one, and September tenth. 
when this 15,000 high-profile puts were put on airline companies. Um, so, yeah, that to me is just that it, once you see that, it's just like, okay, these people fucking knew exactly what was going on. It's something like 11 times more than the daily average. Um, so it's not insane. It's still to someone that's going to be critical about it. Uh, they could still say, you know, hey, like, you know, 11 times isn't that much more. But there's something there, dude. There's something there with all this shit. So um, so I remember I remember what I was going to say now. Uh, that entire day, how it happened, the events leading up and directly what happened after that, um, including the TSA bit, it was so perfectly timed to what everything that needed to happen afterwards that I, that that I can't wrap my head around that it wasn't like I used to be in more of the category of Brandon where it was okay there's conspiracy theorists about everything um I still believe that we got attacked that's the basis for it who had their hands in what I still believe we got attacked right so that was how it was for a long time but after you get so much evidence there's a huge part of me that goes, there's no fucking way. There's no fucking way that we were just blindly attacked like that. Because the way that they put the TSA in was at a point when everybody understood why they were doing it. And nobody opposed it. Nobody opposed the TSA coming in directly after an attack like that, which again was perfectly timed because we were all rallied together to try to get, get those motherfuckers back. Well, that's not to mention the the Patriot Act. I mean, yeah. I think that, that was a huge reason for it, too, is just to enact that, which I guarantee you was written up a year or two, if oh. not longer before then. Like, it was a huge Dude. document. And they're like, hey, perfect. Now we have a reason to put this shit in. Look at what we had sitting in our back room. Ta-da! It's funny you say that. It's that's, funny you say that, Joe, because it was written uh, years before. Yeah, that's the intro. It's that's the the introduction, the like the the thought process that goes behind the AUMF, right? Which is one of the most astounding gives of power to the executive branch, right? Like whoever, if you if you like who's in power, it's good for you. If you don't like who's in power, this means that person now has more power, so you're fucked a little bit more than you were before. That's yeah, the man. American way. Yeah, yes, man. sir. Yes, sir. But you know what? Um, I wanted to get into like some predictive programming. You know, this shit's in movies. Everyone says art imitates life, right? Um, I think that life also imitates art in a way. But, you know, have you guys, have you, like The Simpsons is one of the ones where it's real interesting. You see like Bart holding up the New York magazine issue costs $9 and the Twin Towers in the background forming a 9-11. But there's stuff that goes a lot deeper than that. Um you guys heard of Slayer, right? Everyone's heard of Slayer. But, mm-hmm. dude, mu- albums used to come out on Tuesdays. And I, if I'm not mistaken, they still do. I don't think anyone really buys hard albums anymore. It's always downloads. But September 11th, 2001, Slayer released an album called God Hates Us All. And It's a good ha- song, by the way. It's an album. D- Disciple? Yeah, yeah. What's an- yeah, and so, yeah, there's there's a bunch of, there's a bunch of lyrics on the album talking about terrorists fucking up buildings. You know what I mean? Um, so, I mean, dude, that, that right there is kind of interesting. My fucking big one though is in the matrix, uh, Neo in his passport, his passport to get back to the matrix. It ends on September 11, 2001. He obtained the passport in September 11, uh, 
And, you know, The Matrix is such a crazy movie when it comes to anything in this realm, right? Like when we're talking about any, any, any kind of conspiracy, any kind of New World Order type shit, it's always The Matrix, Mad Max, all this kind of stuff, right? So Well, they we always say it's more of a documentary than a movie. Dude, exactly. And those brothers that wrote that movie, they're Buddhist. They're very in tune with, you know, this kind of esoteric knowledge. So, uh, you know, in my... Now? What's that? He said, aren't they sisters now? They might be. <laughs> they are. Like, they're, they are both are transgender girls now. Like, they're both chicks. <laughs> are you serious? The Wachowski I, sisters? Yeah, look it up. I do have a question for you on the... On Did the, they go through uh, the, the, the transition? Did they do a transition? Huh? I'm not sure if they did a full transition, but they both have female names and they're called the Wachowski sisters. They like identify, if you look at the Wachowski brothers, you will find out. They identify as oh, I thought that you were hitting me with some fucking Mandela effect shit right now because I was like, I swear they're fucking brothers. That's insane. That's fucking yeah, they, weird. No, they are. I mean, they were. <laughs> How dare okay, you well, dead name them? God damn it. Well, I guess, I guess I'm a sexist pig. But I mean, uh, and then Lily and Lana. God damn it. Well, you know, and then there's another one. My my dad's a graphic designer. Uh, I've picked up on a lot of, like, the artistic kind of stuff. And there's this font in Microsoft called Wingdings. And if you type in uppercase Q, 3, 3, space, and Y. So Q, we all know what Q is. Q level clearance, the highest level clearance in the government. 33 is a very symbolic number. Um, and then NY, if you type that in in Wingdings, Q represents a plane. Uh, three represents a piece of paper with lines in it. Kind of looks like a building. And then, uh, so there's two of those. And then there is the skull and crossbones and the Jewish star. So you get a plane, two buildings, skull and crossbones, which, by the way, George Bush went to yeah. Yale. He was part of skull and bones with his running mate or his opponent, uh, you know, John Kerry. And then the Jewish star, we get the dancing Israelis. That's another fucking thing of that predictive programming, man. And Microsoft, I mean, who gets more deeper in the deep state than Bill Gates? You know what I mean? So two, two things actually on that. So to go to your previous point about the art, what was the video game that was a flight simulator that had some of the cover art of a plane like either flying into or really close to flying into the World Trade Centers? They did a recall on that game right after that. And I can't remember I, the name of it. I, I heard it was of Microsoft that. Flight Simulator, wasn't it? I, I remember that too. There was Are that, and there was. I'll, I'll look it up right now. But there was also remember the the Spider Man preview, the the Tobey Maguire one, where yeah. there was there was a helicopter flying through the ten, the twin towers, <laughs> like a, a like a getaway helicopter, and they got caught in the webs, and it was between the two towers, and then they uh-huh. they had they had to nix that one because uh, it was right around that time, right? Well, yeah, man, there's all kinds of shit like that. I mean, like, even well, in modern times, we see that family guy having to pull a uh, episode because of the Boston bombing. Like, there was a terrorist attack in the Boston bombing before it happened in a family guy episode. So, I think that these guys that are in major pop culture, uh, iconic movies or shows or songs or whatever, I think that not necessarily they know, but maybe their album uh, or their, their producers know, uh, the network that controls their show knows. All kinds of shit like this. What do you got? Yeah, you got Microsoft to alter flight simulator game, and it was based on 
This is just following the terrorist attacks, it says, and the Pentagon. And yeah, we obviously, it says, uh, this is from a Microsoft spokesman, Matt Pila. He says, we obviously are trying to be considerate of the feelings of everyone affected by the tragedy. We're, we are removing the images simply because we do not want to cause anyone pain in the future versions of the software. That's exactly what they would say if they were oh, behind that's it. So Motherfuckers. Nice of them. So nice of them. Absolutely. Everyone knows Bill Gates is a stand up guy. I mean, come on. So, well, you know, so funny thing is, Brandon that, actually likes him. <laughs> Sorry, man. He's a good dude. He's a good dude. The second point Go for that it, was the Jewish star that was on, and then the dancing, the dancing Jews, right? Part of me wonders that because we've always supported Israel, and Bush needed a reason to finish Daddy's work, he needed a reason to go to war. He needed, you know, he needed his war. So my thought was, I'm like. Who says that they were ever Middle Easterners that weren't just from Israel hired, willing yeah. to go do what they did so that we could start this war? Exactly. You're saying they, they would rely on Americans' knowledge of international affairs? How dare you, Ben? Well, yeah, dude. I mean, dude. like They get I, all I, of their shit from us. <laughs> well, yeah, I think especially that, their missiles, right? Yeah, exactly. Uh-huh. I, I think that ISIS stands for Israeli Secret Intelligence Service. You know what I mean? Like they, if we're not going to run Northwoods in the '60s against our own people, why wouldn't the Israeli government do it? You know, Israel is a very, very new territory. You know, that came about in World War II. You know what I mean? After World War II, I should say. Um, so yeah, no, I mean it's a realistic thing, dude. But um, you know, getting back to this pr- predictive programming shit, uh, Back to the Future. I mean, this was back in fucking 1985 when this was released. But Back to the Future, they uh, Marty goes to this mall called the uh, Twin Pines Mall, and when he gets there, it's one sixteen a or one sixteen p.m. You flip that around, one sixteen is nine eleven backwards, right? So you got nine eleven, you got the Twin Pines, Twin Towers. I mean, it's it's another weird fucking coincidence. I mean, in this entire thing. You know they were shaking in that building and Michael J. Fox is like this all yeah. day. He's like shaking like a oh, motherfucker like these days. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he's, he's a, yeah, exactly, dude. So, I mean, that's another one, dude. You got Rugrats, you got fucking all these other ones. Rugrats, uh, the, the big one in Rugrats was that Angelica sitting on Santa Claus's lap uh, asking for a 9-11 emergency kit with a working stethoscope. She says 9-11, not 9-1-1. Um, you know, we all grew up watching Rugrats. Let's be real. I'm just saying, like, this this shit's fucking weird, dude. We see this over and over again. We got Biggie talking about blowing up, like, the world trade. That motherfucker died before this. And, yeah, there was an attack uh, on the World Trade Center, um, you know, in the 90s. But there's there's so much shit. And, it's, you know, well, I don't know if you guys... Go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, there's uh, the predictive programming theory, but there's also, like, the ripple effect theory where something so massive happens that it sends yeah. ripples out in both directions. So you have subconsciously kind of people in the past picking up on it. And that's why things like the Simpsons happen and all that stuff. I don't know how much I believe that, but it's it's interesting anyway. No, I believe it for sure, dude, because there was a huge spike in depression uh, like a couple months before the attack. And and yeah, so no, I, I do believe that a, a massive event that's going to change the world, whether 3,000 people died that day or not, um, it changed our lives from then on out, you know, like we were talking about the security and, and everything just from, from the world did change that day. You know what I mean? Um, whether 
the number of people died or, or the number of people's lives were affected, that's up for debate. And that's what we're talking about here. But I absolutely believe that, dude. So, you know, I don't know. I don't know, dude. I mean, I'm, I'm trying to get back into this. What do you think? Do you have any, like, predictive programming type shit? Did you see anything? There's Terminator 2. Okay, so the number of people, the number of celebrities, especially, I think you have one more than I do, but the number of people who were, like, booked on the flights. Like, Seth, Seth MacFarlane, yeah. part of your deep state conspiracy theory here, he slept in, uh, like, because he drank too much. I think he was booked on one of the flights. Mark Wahlberg. Mark yeah. Wahlberg as well. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, dude. I what's mean, what's his name? Uh, the uh, the girl, the guy who's dating, who's on SNL, and he's dating that skinny young bitch. What's his name? What's her name? Uh, uh, <laughs> you guys know who I'm talking about from Saturday Night Live. His dad, his dad died in 9/11. I that was very. Oh, oh, the guy that was dating Ariana Grande. Yes, yeah, yeah, him. him. What's his name? Fucking, a, I don't remember. He's got the oh, weird Pete, dark eyes. Uh, Pete, yes, anyways. something. Anyways, Pete, <laughs> Pete also also being affected by it. We'll call him Pete. But um, but yeah, just the the. Yeah, I mean, it, I think I think this just speaks to how central this event is to American lives. Which, if you do believe in the conspiracy theories, would go you know would go a long way to propound those theories because you're thinking, if this is the thing that they spent years planning, like you would hope, like as the conspirator, you would hope that 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 would stick around for a while and that these people would be talking about it, reminding you of just how close they were. To dying and just how close you are to dying if those if those ISIS motherfuckers come over and, and, and set up shop in a big lot or whatever next to you. Yeah, dude. I mean well fuck, what about what about um uh, HW Bush, you know, the the big guy talking about nine eleven on nine eleven, talking about the New World Order speech. You know, uh September eleventh, nineteen ninety one, that was when he gave his infamous New World Order speech where he mentions you know, starting a new world order like 13 or 14 times. Dude, Osama bin Laden, whether you want to think that he's behind it or not, he had stuff like uh, Fritz Springmeier's book when, uh, in his compound when they raided it. Stuff like, uh, I think it's Bloodlines of the Illuminati. Like, so he's he's in some way playing into this to a certain extent, right? Oh, for sure. For sure, dude. I mean, um, I, I think I've you... heard the theory that Osama bin Laden was a uh, CIA plant or at least an asset or something like that. But well, let's, uh, let's... It, it'd be hard pressed to prove that. No, well, that's... no, no, let's let's get into that. So so just 20 years earlier, right, when 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 George's daddy was fighting, we had a need pushing back against the Russian invasion of Afghanistan to supply the what later became Al Qaeda, or I think around that time was formerly known as Al Qaeda. We had reason officially, or at least what was supported by the public to give them guns, to give them money. This is where the trope, you know, we created Osama bin Laden comes from. And it is actually quite legitimate because, you know, your enemies, they change, especially over the course of 20 or 30 years, they change quickly and they change in ways that you can't predict. So it's not like a far stretch to say that if he's a CIA plant, like certainly the CIA was romping around in a major war zone where we're fighting against the Russians, right? The ultimate bad guys for a good shit. Now it's like almost 80 years what of if, our history. What if he was just a high level? What if he was just a high level CIA defector from that time? Well, the thing is, dude, like Osama bin Laden is uh, supposedly an alias. His real name is Tim Osman, and he did work for the CIA. And and he, uh, what what do you what what's going on, Ben? What do you need? Nothing. Know, did I, you see I, that? I'd never heard that before. I don't need nothing. Shut up. Go ahead. <laughs> no, yeah, Tim Tim Osman 
is supposedly his real name. And uh, the Osmond family was friends with the Bush family. And, uh, you know, when the 9-11 attacks happened, the only flights that were leaving the country were the Osmond family going to Afghanistan. And so, yeah, Tim Osmond, I mean, you can look this up. And, and yeah, Tim Osmond is Osama bin Laden. He died long before uh, they said he actually died. That's why they couldn't show anyone his body. They dumped his body uh, under Obama into the fucking ocean for whatever reason, um, just to be respectful of like one of the people that everyone wanted to see his head on a stake. I mean, come on. Yeah, you know what I mean? They're super respectful all the time about, you know, their kill list. Exactly. Exactly. So, I mean, yeah. Uh, yeah. Anyone w- w- wants to look that up? It's Tim Osmond. Um, and that is supposedly this motherfucker's real name. What a white, what a, what a white person thing to do. Right? Yeah. Like, and, and who knows? <laughs> just like Jesus. Right. Maybe that's a fucking fake name, too. Yeah. yeah. You no, know, maybe who knows what the fuck his real name is. But so uh, then, yeah, it's, with, with that being the case, they never had his body. What do you guys think about the uh, I forget his first name, the O'Neill uh, Delta Force operator? That O'Neill, supposedly gave his firsthand account about shooting Osama bin Laden. What do you think about that? I think it's real easy to give somebody like $100,000 a week or a month <laughs> okay. to make that lie up. <laughs> it's called Medicare. Yeah. Yeah, it's real easy to give someone. Did you guys hear it's anything about Osama bin Laden's niece making headlines recently? No. No, no. Tell us. What? Oh, her name's like Noor. It's N-O-O-R. I don't know how to say it. Appropriately, but whatever. Newer Bin Laden. (laughs) Whatever. She came forward. I don't even know if she's fucking real. I'm just saying this was in the news because, you know, it's the news. But she came forward as a huge Trump supporter and she said that if Trump loses the election, that a 9 11 type attack could happen again. Like that was that was the clickbait. But I read the article and she's just a huge Trump supporter saying that if the whole article is written very biasly, obviously against joe biden winning she just said if joe biden wins a 9-11 attack could happen again and that's the article i don't even know if she's a real person the article is written though to scare you into thinking that that could happen basically but she might be a real person it's worth checking out yeah Which dude politics you read, Jen? uh I don't know. I, I just whatever was on Yahoo News. I I read like every gross article every single morning just to see what people are trying to make me think about. Those ones. Uh, that, those those Osama ones. Osama right bin below. Laden's niece <laughs> claims 9/11 inspired attack could happen if Trump loses the election. Yeah. This is like, okay. This so is like I, right... I got one from the New York Post that basically says the same thing. Osama bin Laden's niece says only Trump can prevent another 9/11. That's yeah. September 5th coming up on the 19 year anniversary. This is like one of the articles below the how to cure toe fungus for the rest of your life kind of thing or mermaid, <laughs> no. mer, mer, no, mermaid right spotted in Maryland. How the coronavirus vaccine is going to save the world. Oh, oh God. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, no, Dan. I mean, like politics are getting fucked up. You know, we, we have like fucking, uh, what'd you say, Osama bin Laden's niece jumping in. Then we got Malik Obama fucking throwing shade at his brother supporting trump i mean it's interesting dude we're living in interesting times and then you know brandon you were just talking about smoking weed dude i forgot did i mention yesterday like when we're doing uh the research i was trying to kind of like brush up on what we're doing and a good good friend of mine sent me some edibles in the mail uh some gummies and it's very hot so the gummies melted 
and it was really hard to understand how many gummies I was taking in yesterday. It became a bar, like a zany bar. So imagine just taking way too many gummies and watching a five-hour-long documentary on 9-11. I literally <laughs> thought, dude, I thought I was going to have a fucking heart attack yesterday. I had to go outside, and I was throwing a football to myself yesterday. <laughs> I, this is no joke. Classic rookie pothead. <laughs> Dude. Well, no, not even because I saw it and I, it, it says on the thing 500 milligrams of THC. So I was like, okay, cool. There's a good amount of weed in here. I'm going to go outside, do my thing. But I figured, you know, a little melted thing, like, you know, two inches wide, two inches fat. I was like, all right, cool. I'm going to take this. Long story short, it was too fucking much. And I only Wait, got through about an though? hour. No, no, not the entire bag. Oh, okay. Sorry. Yeah, no, I would, uh, I'd probably not be here with you today if I did that. But no, I, I literally, <laughs> I just, dude, I ate like probably, and I'm not a big smoker. I don't, I never really smoke weed. If I'm going to do it, it's before I go to bed. Um, but I've figured like, you know, like I've been eating it more and more. It's fun to eat because it's a different high. Um, but not like this. I would just not recommend over serving yourself because uh, it, it's a fucking disaster, especially if you're trying to cram study for a 9 11 episode. <laughs> Don't do it because you'll start thinking that the lizard people are coming after you. But, you know, where were we at? Where were we at on this whole thing? Do well, we want to get into what? Can I, can I ask real quick? Uh, what, what, what's like the most insidious thing that you all see that the way that 9-11 has affected us today? Like we talked about smoking guns, which I think they can like a majority of them kind of live in the past. But there's a certain amount of stuff that is reminiscent of 9-11 today. And I just want to know, like, what is the scariest thing about the reaction to 9-11 that you guys are seeing today? I think I know the resounding answer, but Joe, Ben, Jen, you guys, what do you guys think? You mean as far as it's affected everyday life or just? Yeah, 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 because it, it certainly has to a certain extent, right? Yeah, absolutely. Well, it's got to be the the fear component is always there. It, it, that's what they base every, most of the shit on is... Uh, yeah fearing you into acting a certain way i mean we could take the mask with the rona thing but we won't we won't touch on that on a 9-11 episode but uh the patriot act for sure i mean that's obvious but i think the fear is one of the biggest things because everybody's so fucking afraid of a terrorist attack not so much lately i was talking to charlie about that on the last episode about how uh isis kind of sat this one out like, we haven't well, heard anything about terrorism or uh, mass shootings. I mean, I guess people aren't really gathered in mass right now, but you haven't heard shit about any of that stuff. It's all been COVID, COVID, COVID. George Floyd, George Floyd. Where the fuck yeah. is ISIS right Say now? Say your name. Say your name. No, yeah, dude. You know, it's fucking interesting that we are not going to get fucked with from an outside country because we are so divided and the deep state wants us divided. They want... People like Brandon and I to hate each other because of our different political views. Like, straight up. They do. But we aren't going to fucking fall into that. I mean, 90% of the population is. But what happened after 9-11? Everyone fucking banded together. You know what I mean? So we're, we're safe from an outside enemy right now. Until we are, you know, like shit's kind of normal. And, and you know... Then I mean, everyone's so scared of a Chinese fucking World World War III situation. I don't see that happening anytime soon. I see a civil war happening much, much sooner than that. And um, 
I actually see that as a as a definite possibility, but no, man, I I, I don't know, that's, man. That's I, still fear based, though. Too, it's still uh, keeping people on edge and anxiety up, and they're keeping you at this level of you know worry about everything, and they're just like ramping it up all the time. Every day, you're like, "What's new today?" I mean, up here, we're dealing with these fucking fires too, on top of everything else. Yeah. Well, do you believe in the idea of like? I know that this like a lot of people laugh about this, but like, do you believe? Uh, the idea of lizard people controlling some shit. I think it's, uh, I don't know. <laughs> it's more of a uh, metaphor, I think. I don't think they're actually lizards. They might be uh, using their lizard brain. They're cold-blooded, that kind of yeah. thing. But I don't, I don't think they're actually like actual lizards. Like if, shape-shifting lizards. If they were, though, I wouldn't be surprised. That's the other thing. Like if one just popped out one day on the news like, on accident and like, had his tongue like, out oh, and yeah, all I that. I'd, that. I'd be like, oh, 2020, all right. <laughs> well, that's the thing, dude. It's like if you believe in the Draco reptilians, they draw their energy off of our negative energy. So, you know, I, I think that that's like part of what all the negative news is, these fucking events happening every four years, you know, um, something something really drastic happening every, every two to four years. Um it's to kind of feed into this whole narrative of of just negativity and divisiveness. I don't know. I mean, I think it's very it's like possible, the, dude. The psychic vampirism type of thing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, just feeding off of negative energy. And this, this, this. Uh, I heard someone say a while ago that this whole COVID thing, staying apart, staying away uh, from like group meetings and things like this. This is an attack on like vampirism, right? Um, this is an attack on people that can go into a room and spread good energy or spread bad energy. I mean, everyone's been in a room where someone walks in and the room lights up and everyone's been in a room where someone walks in and the room just is like, oh, shit, here we go. You know, uh, what yeah. I mean? um, <laughs> no so mentioning, I any, na- not mentioning any names. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but no, I mean, it, it's, it's an interesting thing, man. Um, I don't know. I don't know where we're going. Uh, it doesn't look good, but I'm trying to be as positive as possible. Um, and, and then preparing, too. You know, I don't know what's going to happen in the in the near future. The election doesn't look too fucking promising in either sense. You know, if Trump wins, it doesn't seem like it's going to be a good outcome. And if Biden wins, it definitely doesn't seem like it's going to be a good outcome. So we'll just see where we go, man. And I think just looking out, spreading information like this, um, you know, not necessarily 9-11 because it's so old, but it's something so important to remember and to talk about and this is kind of a blueprint for the future false flags and the future divisive plans that that may be at work right now you know what i mean we're just Um, trying to learn from the past so we can try to gauge the future too but it's always up in the air especially right now i think with a lot more uh, social media and ways to get information out there Maybe it's just because I'm getting older and I'm not a kid anymore like I was when 9-11 happened and people were probably into conspiracies then too. But I feel like there's so much more information out there, so many more people who are interested in hearing about alternative possibilities of what could have possibly happened instead of what the news is saying. It's pretty awesome. Well, no, and it's it's really easy to access that information too, right? You know what I mean? Like it, it used to be just now it is but before it was just like oh whatever that guy's crazy where'd you read that exactly exactly yeah um no yeah it's definitely easier to access information but you know i i wanted to throw around some stats real quick i actually wrote down some stats about 9-11 
that um you know it kind of it kind of paints a, a weird picture statistics you ryan yeah dude i wrote them down that's the only way i can actually have them so i got them written down here so the narrative is that 19 hijackers nine of who are actually still alive today okay 19 hijackers took over these four planes uh 93 flight 93 being the one that crashed in pennsylvania um this is like you know donald rumsfeld actually said that they shot down flight 93 and then you can go to the 911 uh, 9-11 commission and uh it just says that the passengers overthrew it you know we kind of touched on that it's one of his known knowns oh yeah will. yeah he's got the known knowns the unknown knowns the known 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 and known known there i mean dude yeah that dude is a fucking He's a dude. He's a if, hack. if if you are if if there are lizard people, I mean, like someone who can like will. Dude, dunk, Louis will, called him a lizard person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's radio. true. He, that fucking good line. He like, looks. Yeah, yeah. He looks like a fucking gecko. <laughs> well, did you see that interview of fucking Louis C.K. asking Donald Rumsfeld if he was a lizard person? And his yeah, fucking and he to- answer totally sidestepped the whole thing and told a story about him being at a restaurant with his wife or something. <laughs> yeah, bizarre thing I've ever heard. Yeah, and he's like, long story short, you don't know who you're dealing with. It's like, okay, that's exactly what a lizard person would say. And you know, Louis C.K. is like, what the fuck <laughs> And that's why he got set up for jacking off in front of girls. How hard is there it to hang go. up the phone? Oh, I don't but, think he needed to be set up for that. I know. No, he, seemed, he, yeah, he seems like a pretty yeah, desperate man. guy. Who cares if he did? He didn't rape anyone. I what? love Louis C.K. I'm you to, he goes, there you go. In his Only female on the podcast. Only female on the podcast is a fan of Louis C.K. too. How easy is it? Yeah. How easy is to fucking hang up on someone saying, "Hey, I'm jacking off right now." She'd watch him jerk off into a ficus. I believe it. She's a big fan of fame. Guess what? Because I could also then I could walk out the door and not. I have fucking free fucking will. I'm not gonna sit there and be like, "Nah, he showed his dick to me." Fucking. I saw an old pee pee. Yeah, I was. I, I was watching Jack that. off. Can you imagine that story? I'd be like, yeah, I saw Louis K- yeah, C.K.'s dick. And it was hilarious. Have him sign it, dude. If that was a tear on his Patreon, I would pay for that shit. <laughs> yeah. He slapped oh, yeah. me in the cheek with it. He dick slapped me. It was He's fucking like, amazing, dude. I tried to iron this in there. You can still see it. <laughs> yeah, get dude, it tattooed uh, on your face like Steve-O. just like <laughs> the dick imprint on your cheek. <laughs> well, I just love that in his official statement, they're like, "Did you do this?" He goes. I mean, I asked them. Some of them didn't answer. They didn't say no. So I did that. <laughs> oh, yeah, dude. And then you, what else you got? You got the... Um, who's that That girl not? It's the pretty comic chick with dark hair. You know who I'm talking about? There's a lot no. of them. Whitney Cummings. No, Liza not her. Sessinger. Silver, Silver, Silverman? Sarah Silverman? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sarah Silverman. She said that she saw him jacking off, and she, and he asked her, and she was like, no, put that shit away, and he did. So there you fucking go. I mean, like, come on. I mean, it just doesn't make... Can you imagine her saying that, too? She's like, um, yes. you're gross. Fuck no. Thank you. She'd be like, ew, stop oh, it. Yeah, yeah that made me feel really bad. I love bad. her, though. She's kind of hot. But no, uh, so... What? what? Oh, no, I was going to say, to go back to your point, because I out of what has permanently changed from 9-11. Um, I, I didn't say anything at the time because I was trying to think of which, what spot I wanted to go to with that. Joe mentioned fear being a big push basically ever since then. I think along with uh, the TSA being put in, I, I think it was a lot more about unifying the United States 
to be okay with being under more control. Because yeah, if there yeah. was ever a time to get more control of the people, it would be at a time where we all understood the measures that were being taken. Um, and whether it be the TSA, the Patriot Act, or any of the other things that ended up going to it, closing down national monuments and things like that, I think that it was one of the big first steps along with the technology age to gain as much control, willing control of the people that was necessary to continue doing what they wanted to do with the rest of the plan. Well, dude, Brandon says this thing pretty often and I don't agree with it, but uh, shocking, but you know, he says that the safest that you can ever be is in a prison. And I understand the idea behind it because yes, you have guards that are protecting every move that you make and watching every move that you make. But what's to say that the guards aren't going to turn on you? You know what I mean? I'd rather have right. the freedom and that risk to, you know, have to make your own decisions of like, yeah, I'm going to go out and hunt for my own food, but I may or may not get fucking killed by the animal or I may get killed by someone that's trying to beat me to get that animal. I'd rather have that freedom personally and that, than someone that's an that exciting is exciting life too. Well, yeah, and like that's the thing, you know. It, it, it's just you know, like it's it's a give and take kind of relationship that you would have to have. But I, I mean, I don't agree. I was talking about how you, Brandon, how you say the safest you can be is in a prison. You know what I mean? And that, that may be true, but yeah. like I was saying, what's what's to say the government doesn't turn on you? Oh no, for sure, for sure. No, that's 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 the insidious nature of it, right? Like you, this is this is a classic argument from the libertarian side. But you don't. There's not a whole bunch of. There's a whole bunch of good reasons to argue that you should be as safe as you are in a prison. But there's just as many, and I think more powerful and a little bit more esoteric, a little bit more, a little less nihilistic. The ones that say, you know, to a certain extent, you need to let, you need. You, I'm sorry to say, you need to let the the weak die off a little bit, right? Like the, I do think so, right? I mean, just 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 a little bit, and not because we're making it happen, <laughs> but you just you don't you don't like we were talking like one of the, one of the safest things that you can do to cut down on I think fifty thousand deaths a year in the United States is you put a governor on every single manufacturer American manufactured uh, uh, automobile in the U.S. And you just don't let them go above 30 miles per hour. Now, I don't know about you guys, but I want to be able to, to punch it to 120 in a Tesla or whatever other non-deep state or company Prius, you, want, yeah, yeah. You, want to, you want to buy from here. So, so th there's a certain extent to where you just can't live in a prison. You are like it's, it, that's more that's more totalitarian than a an anthill at that point. Right. right? Yeah. You, and you, we, we, do, we have this big affront to totalitarianism in America that's, that's run since the beginning of well, since the beginning of our country. So it, it's, it's a difficult balance, more of a phil, philosophical thing. But we, maybe we can get into the, some of those finer details a little bit later. But go on with whatever you were talking about here. Yeah. Well, like letting weak die off young. Going back to Louis C.K., you got a peanut allergy. Yeah, I got I got uh, bad fucking eyes. You know what I mean? A lot of us have weaknesses, so it's hard to hard to distinguish. But um, I want to get back to these these little numbers that I got here, dude. So we got ten thousand injuries on nine eleven. Okay, um, almost three thousand died. Uh, I think it was two thousand nine hundred ninety six. Um, you have 343 firefighters died that day, 23 police, and then 37 port authority officers. And then, you know, there was, uh, you know, 265 people aboard these planes, 2,606 
died at the World Trade Centers. 40,000 fucking people worked at the World Trade Centers. How did only fucking 2,600 people die? It was because a lot of people called out that day. A lot of people called out that day. You know what I mean? And that, that to me, is really fucking interesting, man. I mean, it is, it is early well, on a Tuesday morning. It, 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 if you want to inflict the least death toll... I was just going to say, there's a lot toll, of people yeah. in New York City. There's probably a lot of hungover people... Exactly. And, and if you want if you want to inflict the least amount of actual human damage, but the most amount of symbolic damage, you attack the trade center in the middle of the night or in the early morning when not a whole bunch of people are actually there relative to how many are there in the middle of the day, you know? So you do think that it was the government that was behind it? No, I'm saying if you were the government and if you were this... <laughs> oh, this walk this, right into uh, the trap this, there. If, if you are this all-planning you know, thing, which I think conservatism argues that government is a mumbling mother, like stupid retard, then you, you want to attack in a time where you, you, you don't affect human life as much as possible. You affect the symbology, which the symbology of the human, of, of, the, of the, the World Trade Center is where it really hits right like they're they're attacking the practice of usury right like in most of the uh islamic world you don't you can't charge interest right because that's 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 a venial sin uh similar to how it was in the christian world in the west for i think until about 200 years ago so that the the symbology of that attack lives on today i think is makes it even more powerful than the amount of human death that they could they, they could actually physically take right well, yeah, so why would the hijackers, if they're trying to inflict the maximum amount of damage, attack at a time like that? Well, yeah, that's what I'm saying, is that the, sim- the, the, the symbology is there, right? Like, no, no matter if there, was, if there was zero people in the, the World Trade Center, the symbology of world trade, of one World Trade Center... Which is what was built in in its replacement, right? Like a big middle finger to the terrorists. But that which goes I'm, against I'm all down the new for, world but. order. That goes against the new world order. Trying to bring down the World Trade Center. That goes against all that shit. Absolutely no. And they are. I mean, this was in Osama bin Laden, who was reading books like Fritz uh, Fritz Springmeier's, you know, uh, uh, what's it called, Bloodlines of the Illuminati, right? Like he is he is anti deep state for sure. Yeah, I don't know, man. What do you think, Joe? What do you got, dude? You think that this shit was fucking real? I don't know. There's so many. Uh, I've heard people all the way from saying that nobody died on that day, which yeah, I I don't know. I can't attest to that. I don't know anybody who did die, but I believe people died. But there's people that literally believe nobody died. There's people that believe it was a hologram, almost like a Project Blue Beam type of thing. Um. Which that doesn't really make sense to me either because those buildings aren't there anymore. So something happened, but yeah, I don't really know. I, I can get the idea of Islamist Islamic extremists doing that, but it seems like a really good scapegoat as well. But there's no way to know which one it is. I mean, maybe maybe in thirty years. Yeah, and and the quality of the scapegoat is what feeds into like the archetypal nature of this kind of thing, right? Where you need the worst guy, you need the worst group of people to cast blame upon uh, in in this kind of circumstance, right? And to be honest, like from from a whole bunch of perspectives, the people in the World Trade Center, especially in the conspiracy theory, you know, world, like. I'm not saying this about you guys, so just to, just to be clear, but there's a whole bunch of conspiracy theorists who before 9-11 would have thought, 
fuck those motherfuckers in the World Trade Center. They are propagandists for the one world government, right? Yeah. Well, I mean, and they, and they may still be the same type of people. Those fucking 35,000 people that didn't that weren't there that day may still be spreading that work around. But I think, um, you know, doing whatever, like whatever was going on that day, it absolutely is not what we thought it was, what we were told it was. I think that that goes without saying. Um, That's what I was, I was texting you earlier is uh, there's no way to know the fine details, at least right now, but whatever happened was not what happened, at least behind the scenes, especially. Yeah, dude, and like when you were saying uh, these are like the the worst of the worst bad guys, you know, Iraq didn't have a central bank, and the Rothschilds. If you want to get into that idea that the Rothschilds rule the world, they are all about central banks, and we attack countries that don't have central banks. So, you know, they they didn't want to fucking play ball with what the United States represented. Um, you know, I obviously I support what the United States does, uh, but I do think that there are some shady dealings that we do. I don't know, dude. There, there's there's absolutely something going on for sure. Did you guys have anything interesting on building six or seven that uh, you kind of wanted to like just bring forward and discuss? Well, I, I feel like people have heard about it, but. I've seen the video on YouTube of the BBC reporter talking about how building mm-hmm. seven had fallen and it's still standing in the live feed behind her. I, Isn't I, that interesting? Ma- I imagine not everybody's seen that. I actually saw it not that long ago and it might still be up on YouTube. They keep taking it down, I guess, but um, that's a, a interesting one, but they came back later and said, Oh, our apologies. Like it was cause the day was so crazy, you know, like we just didn't know. How is that a, an excuse? It just, <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, stupid. it's not just, it's just, not. just, just to lay out it's a crazy the, day. The, you, 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 you guys can batten on this all you want, but the, the, the claims from the skeptics just to lay it out here at the beginning is that it's, it goes back to Occam's razor, right? Which is where the, the sim, the most simple explanation for things is most likely the best explanation for things where you know the the conservative argument for going on 50 years now has been that government this big ass bureaucracy which the military is included in that is just incapable right they bumblefuck everything how like what why isn't that a good enough explanation for the reason that jets didn't scramble as quickly as they could have why president bush was reading my pet goat when he first heard the news you know all this all this simple ass shit that just that just went under the wire that it seems like it's so simple so fucking retarded and i work with people who are uh, under uh, who who have retardation retarded, by the way yeah. so so it's not it's not it's not offensive to anybody <laughs> i work with but, retards yeah, yeah i work with tons <laughs> of retards only read strictly retards but that is the, the that's the argument where coming from the, the 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 truth claimer side. So specifically about building six, let's get into that. Well, yeah, dude, I'm gonna tell you right now, Abraham's razor or whatever that is is straight up just a big. Occam's razor. Okay. Occam's it's razor was straight, uh, a lizard person. You, you, no, you're, just you're, it's just a straight yeah. psyop. Okay. <laughs> it's 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 to get people's attention. It was designed for people to think exactly that, so they couldn't see what was actually going on. All right, all right. That's I'm, what it I'm is. One of the sheep. No, I'm, you, I'm not saying that for real. I actually here. do agree. No, I agree with you too that there 
there are two sides to everything. I'm not straight one way or the other. I think you have to look at everything in order to see the full truth. So I'm not saying it was all a conspiracy. I, it could just be a bunch of bumbling idiots too. You never know. Well, let's, let's look into that. So specifically about Building 6, what do you got, Ryan? Yeah. Well, well, Building 6, I want to get into Larry Silverstein. You guys know Larry Silverstein, owner of the all of the World Trade Center area, right? I mean, this dude pulled out a huge insurance fucking uh, program or whatever the fuck you want to call it. A huge insurance. He, he set himself up in case of terrorist attacks for... You know himself to just make a shit ton of money. I think he bought the David, entire did thing. Did he do that after the original, uh, uh, the original attack that was supposed to be against it? Did, was that insurance placed on it after the original uh, planned attack it in was, the nineties? Yeah, six months before uh, oh. September eleventh. So it wasn't. Okay. It wasn't like shortly after the. Uh, I think it was in the nineties, like you said, early nineties. Um, but yeah, man. I mean, he spent every fucking day of his life in one of the World Trade Center buildings. And then he had a uh, dermatologist appointment that he had to go to when he had scheduled a meeting uh, in, I believe it was uh, Building 2. And he he just wasn't there that day. His son wasn't there that day either. And uh, Dude, skin, skin tags are fucking annoying. You got you to plan for that they shit, are. I'm telling you. <laughs> they are, but I'm saying, like, you know, come on. Then we get into this whole fucking situation with you know the market value of Larry's property was three billion, so he he buys this property around three billion dollars, and um, I mean this dude made fucking like seven billion dollars off of these buildings falling. Talks about the the building seven being empty, and building seven was all government. It was like SEC, CIA, FBI, um, Homeland Security was involved uh, in in the floors. It's like. However many floors tall, sixty stories tall of just government. Nothing wasn't but government. A, wasn't building six the same way. It was a lot of like uh ATF and other things like that with the vault in the basement and Well what's interesting about Building Six is that it was home for the El Dorado Task Force. And the El Dorado Task Force was focused on um domestic money laundering, basically. So the day that, that happened in you know, on nine eleven they switched their shift from money laundering, which we talked about Donald Rumsfeld saying that it was all about, uh, you know, $2.7 trillion going missing in the federal budget. That's money laundering right there. So the El Dorado Task Force was focused on that. But after 9-11-2001, El Dorado switched over to focusing on uh, radical Islamic terrorism. Which talks talk about, uh, you know, similarities between like... Um you know, mythology and shit like that. The El Dorado, obviously been known as the, the great city or at least stash of huge gold that has reminiscence of like Nazi gold movement kind of shit of, of one world government type of shit where it's going back to the gold, uh, the gold standard and stuff like that. Well, dude, there was supposedly a bunch of fucking gold over underneath the world trade centers. Did you guys hear about that or no? Mm-mm. Something like 160 billion underneath all of the uh world trade centers a hundred billion underneath building two specifically and wow. um yeah so like in the rubble uh rudy giuliani actually said we found 270 billion worth of gold underneath world trade center two little did they know there's over a hundred 
billion that's fucking left unaccounted for in gold not not taking into the account all the other money that's missing i mean it's just a fucking like no matter what way you look at this situation it's fucking weird like there's a it lot could of have money been the missing. world's the world's greatest bank robbery it could have been man and it could have been a, a distraction i mean how much crime do you think was going on that day how much human trafficking was going on that day you know what i mean yeah. when every fucking resource is focused on the fucking radical islams that were not even probably really realistically not even involved in this entire fucking thing so well that's the other I mean, aspect of the uh war that we got in over there they definitely have weapons of mass destruction and we ended up finding out that's just wildly untrue but we're still over there yeah, well and we're it, supposedly getting out we're supposedly getting out like this month um i know we have a token force in afghanistan we have a uh, token force in iraq and we're trying to get all those people out um that's one of the criticisms against trump for whatever reason but i mean there's a lot dude there's a lot going on with with uh you know the official report with building seven was that it fell because of debris hitting it i mean like are we serious here like they they weren't even talking about the possibility of a planned controlled demolition, which is what Larry Silverstein was addressing. He said, we need to bring this building down because of too many uh, casualties. And in the official report, it was because of debris hitting the building. And that's why it fell. It took out one column. And three buildings have fallen in the history of the world due to fires. You know what buildings they are? Buildings one, two... And seven of the World Trade Center. So all in one day, these fucking three buildings. There was a building in Philadelphia that burned for 19 hours. I think it was... I forget the name of the fucking building. But 19 hours this building was on fire. It didn't fall. 9-11... Or uh, the, the Twin Towers were hit before. Empire State Building was hit before by a plane. None of these buildings fell. So well, the, the World... Uh, WTC 1 and 2 were designed to withstand two plane impacts a piece yeah they each get hit with one and they crumble into their own footprint yeah yes yeah, what does that look like? down and it makes Have you no seen sense because fucking... i guess a lot of the uh, beams and shit were flown out laterally from it <laughs> yeah well have you seen the fucking the 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 like where you go at ground zero how the poles like the main beams are cut at 45 degree angles I don't know if you've yeah. seen that, but that's straight, like, classic controlled demolition. And then you well, see that brings you to the nanothermite, too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I was going to ask specifically about that. So how about the consensus here of whether nanothermite was, was present on 9-11 on that day? Supposedly, it's actually nanothermate. Have you heard of that? Nanothermate. It's a military-grade inversion. You can look this up. Okay. I mean, so thermite is a thing but nanothermate is a different version where it's actually like military grade and it's just a different chemical you can look but, it up that's that's the one where there's actually some energy expulsion as opposed to thermite where it's just kind of a, a lava like material it's kind of just high heat whereas nanothermate is the one where it actually explodes right because the increased uh surface area to it yeah. but then it's interesting because we see molten lava three months after at ground zero Right. So, I mean, there's literally lava at ground zero three months after. Yeah. I mean, it, dude, I mean like, this it, is one of the big claims, which I'm I'm, look, I'm curious to figure out what, what, what Ben and Joe are thinking about this. So, yeah. What do you think, guys? 
Uh, I think that that was one of the big biggest things that I looked at for why I don't believe that the buildings came down due to the impact of the planes. Now, I saw the whole, when they originally did it, I saw the whole explanation that they were trying to come at it from an engineering point of view, where the top part collapsed, and because of the force on the next floor, it collapsed the next floor and the next floor and the next floor, and thus the integrity of the whole thing came shooting straight down. Uh, it doesn't look like that in the videos, though. It looks like as soon as the top part starts to collapse, suddenly the bottom part all the way at the bottom gives way, and now it's all those two segments are now free-floating down on top of each other. At near-free-fall near speed, too. At near-free-fall speed, and everybody knows that with where the impact was at, it would have shifted, landed, crushed, and then toppled. And that's not at all how that happened. Now, they talked about the amount of jet fuel that was in the planes because they had just taken off and they were supposed to go across the country, how much fuel they would have, how hot it burns, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, okay, but that doesn't... Joe already said it was, it was meant for two plane hits per building. So the way that those things came down directly on top of each other instead of, I don't know, falling the fuck over onto another eight buildings to me or at least a, a piece of it like the top part that's like what i'm saying like toppled over yeah to me i i think that the way that it fell is indicative of 45 slant cuts to the beams so that as soon as there was enough pressure from the top falling it would collapse straight down into a free fall that to me makes perfect sense how about how about, how about this here's a real simple one the NIST investigation calls says that the 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 results that called the fact that there was thermite or nanothermite uh, in in the crash zone that 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 couldn't be proved. Like the reason that they discard that proof is because the people who'd made that 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 investigation couldn't prove that there was a constant stream. Of ownership from that, so they couldn't, they couldn't, they couldn't say that, you know, sawzalls that were used in previous demolition sites that actually had thermite were used in this investigation. Therefore, isn't it possible that thermite could be lasting on the the sawzalls or whatever whatever no. material? This is what this is, this is a real easy thing to knock down. But let me let me hear your guys' knockdown of this shit. I'll just say no. But no, I mean, I think that honestly, dude, when when you get something like you get World Trade Center getting hit first and then World Trade Center 2 getting hit second but falling first, I mean, that, that right there, dude, like I just mentioned, there was $100 billion worth of gold just underneath uh, World Trade Center 2. And this is on record. It's not like me just being a crazy asshole saying that there's a bunch of gold under there this is actually true you know what i mean so they i think in my opinion they hit world trade center one on accident first they meant to hit world trade center two first and that's why world trade center two fell first now i can't prove that to you but i'm just telling you like that that's what it seems like and then when we just get into all this shit you just like so much fucking money is involved 
if someone's going to come up to you and say, Joe, you're going to get a million dollars if some asshole that you don't even know on the East Coast is going to die, you get a million dollars. They're going to die. It's going to be quick, and you're not going to be any way responsible, but I'm going to give you a million dollars. Are you going to take that million dollars if that person that you don't fucking know is going to fucking die, going to be able to fucking benefit your life and your family's life for this asshole you don't know? Are you going to take that or not? You better. <laughs> I, I don't Boss think is telling you, yeah. So. Damn. Okay, well, I'm going to go against that She's and say... I'm just kidding. Yes. <laughs> I know. Can we... Ki- wait, I would say yes, and is there two more you would mind taking with you so I can get three? Yeah, dude. <laughs> So many fucking people. Or for free. So many people there, are going is to Is there take a family that. of five for the one million? I, no, I'm joking. That's, that's a little, I would need at least four. But, uh, <laughs> no, I, yeah, for sure. Like that's, and then that's exactly how it would work too, is that all it would take was a small chunk of a few phone calls. Hey, we're going to have this bonus. Uh, it's not on the record, but uh, if you have a reason to not come in that day, uh, you know, that'd be really cool. And then, boom, insurance settlement goes. You're no longer in a job, but you don't need it because you just got your quote-unquote bonus paycheck. Or whether they told you don't come in that day and you'll get paid because this is going to happen and this payment is for you to keep your mouth shut. Who's to say it wasn't even 50 grand in their back pocket per employee? It's not well, like they lost a, any money. Everybody made a bunch black, of money. Yeah. There could have been a lot of blackmail involved too. That's kind of the bread and dairy is uh, blackmail. Well, that's been mostly with pedophilia and that kind of shit. That's been the bread and butter of the United States government and its affiliated sub entities for years. What it doesn't matter what it is, whether it's the enemy that they blackmail into submission or, uh, you know, into coercion, they've been doing that for a long time. I mean, when Ryan was on our podcast last time, we did the whole uh, Smith Munn Act in in Operation Mockingbird. It's the idea that that was that was Charlie. Oh, that was Charlie. Oh, that's right. I, because I wasn't there for that. Sorry. Um, no, no. Don't take credit. Uh, hey, Brandon, you want to work with him a little yeah, bit? Shut up. So yeah, yeah. Well, we're gonna, we're gonna start <laughs> a podcast my... together. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was it was it's stupid because I, I I could totally see that going either way. I, I and I would not at all with everything else that is evident evidence in the pro category that this was all a setup. And even still, what, it, what was their main goal? I would not be surprised at all if a bunch of people got blackmailed, coerced, paid, uh, whether it be voluntary or involuntary. And I always want to know, like, where was their 20-year plan? You know, where was their 20-year plan for, for creating this big of a thing? That's, well, it's, tw- it's 2020 now. It could have had something to do with this fucking year. That's what I was going to say, Joe. It, it, it's exactly... <laughs> I mean, and that's a valid question, Ben. It's exactly where we're at now. What is the 2020-year plan or the 20-year plan? It's it's 2020. I mean, it's fucking where we're at. They're trying to slowly set up, like, you know, just these different kind of guidelines for us to live by. You know, well, I mean, think about, uh, how, think about how crazy this is. In, what is it? Today's the ninth? Yeah, today's the ninth. In two days... We will count down for the final year until it's the 20th anniversary, right? Yeah. We're in an election year right now. So whoever takes office, when do they get admitted? Uh, was it in early February that they take office? January. January. Okay. So 
whatever is happening now, I think is 100% setting the stage for the next four years, starting like on cue with 20 years after 9-11. Yeah. And that's, that's exactly, that, that's where I'm like, I want to know what's going to happen a year from now, whether it be a civil war, whether it be uh, one world order, it doesn't matter what it is. I, there's something in me that says they set this up and whatever, whoever's getting elected, because we already know that that's predetermined either way. Um, whoever is getting in there this next year, 2021 is going to be massive. I think that it's going to be more massive than even 2020, because I think 2020 and all of the shit storm stain that we've seen this year is nothing more than setting the stage for the next year. Well, can, can we lay down some predictions here? Is there anything after the 20, 20 year anniversary of 9-11 that you guys are expecting that you want to call out and say this for sure is part of the one world government plan and for sure it's happening by the end of this year or at the beginning of next year? Go for it. What you got? <laughs> okay. Um, what you got? My, what you my got? idea would be a, I'm going to say not a mock collapse, but pretty close to a mock collapse. Something where it's collapsed, pushed on, pushed by the media to somewhat collapse uh, our economy into being frenzied to where it can be taken control of without it actually causing a devastating collapse that is, uh, what is it called, a... Uh, irreparable i feel like whatever they're setting it up for they're setting it up for you know right now we're on a change shortage and all that other stuff i think what they're setting it up for is the full dependency in this next year of having to be cashless and also basically resetting the system for getting back to where we were i think that either a mock collapse or in a collapse that is big enough but not big enough that they can't come back from so that they can set it up economically wise the way that they want to. What do you got on that, Brandon? I'm curious to think what you, how you think nine 11 would tie into what's going on now. I mean, the way that Ryan has actually explained it is, is quite accurate that I think that a lot of these things are quite organic and that there's no reason to their timing other than just the, the, like the, the timing is not subject to anything other than the fact that we are engaged with an enemy and I include American Christians in this that that think that we are in, a, in a, an eternal year war that the life that we're living right now doesn't have anything to do with it. Um, Jesus has been expected to come back for the last uh, 2000 uh, let's say 19 1960 years or so. And that that we we just we 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 shouldn't tie these correlations to these or we shouldn't tie causations to these correlations. I'm quite I'm quite skeptical about all this, man. Because to, to be honest, I I I quite think this is, is all things that we do on an organizational level. I mean, to get back to your original point, Ryan, the fact that when when there's a big stake driven in the heart of a country, that people kind of coalesce together that's a that's a from what i understand a basic principle of organizational theory that like when an at when when an anthill gets some water poured on it you see all those ants scrambling like a motherfucker that's not just accidental that's evolutionary that's 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 them saying 
some shit is going on now. Let's put aside all of the other shit, including the picnic that's five miles away from there and the, the tree that gives some sap, you know, you know, one mile away that direction and just comes together and says, hold up. We just need to focus on the whole right now. You know what I mean? And I'm, I'm, I'm all about the whole. I'm all about that base and I'm all about the whole. There we if you, go. If you know what I mean? I know you are. Yeah. But no, dude, are you talking about gay? Like, are, you, <laughs> are you talking about transgenerational trauma type shit? Again, like, are you talking about like evolutionary trauma? Is that what you're thinking that that nine eleven may be I, part I, of? I, I, I actually, I, I don't think that that is quite a a a, a, a causative property here. I don't quite think that that is a thing that ha- I just think this is naturally what happens when civilizations are pressed with holding I mean, I'm a sociologist one of the, the the prime theorists in sociology is 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 Max Durkheim uh and then uh, he 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 philosophizes that that the more the more like shit that a civilization goes through the closer they are going to become to each other, the individuals that make up that civilization are going to become to each other. Of course. And also, the more people specifically are going to be committing suicide. Like this has this has actual like causational representational forces here. When we are in a country that shakes more than regular, they're going to be like it's like it's like, it's like that game of perfection. You know what I mean? Like when, so it, when it shakes like it's more, going to make some people get stronger and some people get weaker. Absolutely. And as a Marxist, I would claim that it's only the elites that will get stronger. It's not only that one. Like I'm going full Bernie Sanders on your motherfuckers right here, but no, it's only no. that one percentage that's going to get stronger, and that ninety nine percentage that's going to be more disadvantaged. This speaks to the um, the inequality aspect of nine eleven, which I think is kind of universal around truthers. Right? I mean, you have a whole bunch of leftists that are talking about the nine eleven conspiracy theory as well i think that's representative of the fact that that bush was in 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 charge at that point but there's just more there's separation at the lower levers levels uh uh during a a a a, a pandemic a chinese accident a a a, a falsified um you know conspiracy theory uh you know anything that you want whatever fill in the blank there they're at the at the higher level they tie together those those elitists they come together closer not as far as I think, not as far to to, to plan something like nine eleven, but you can see the similarities in our in our thought processes here. Well, I think yeah, I the do. difference between nine uh, eleven and this year is that we've never been more divided. That's exactly what there's I was a thinking. worldwide pandemic. They say, and y'all have to wear masks, and I'll do that. And then the George Floyd thing happened, and every everybody's super divided right now, like. There's That's people actually, leaving each other. There's I think people, people have like, more of an opinion now, though, because they have more access to other information. Than well, they that's what I was. Yeah. That's what I was about to say, Joe. Was I obviously was going to wait till he finished, but you you hit it exactly where I was going to go. Is I I would say that you know to go back to what he originally said about being a state being driven through. We all band together to try to make it better. We become become closer, and as a really weird twist, you know, suicides go up and things like that. Um, but I don't see how 20 years prior to 9-11, which would have been 81, versus 20 years after 9-11, I would say that the country as a whole, on a general basis, is so much more divided. 
than it was Absolutely. in the 20 years prior to that or the 20 years prior to that. I would say in 10 years since 2011, we have become so much more divided as a country and even just per sect than well, we have ever been more in a lot of ways. specifically since Trump became president. That's really was kind of the, the splitting point. Well, right. Even, even Ryan said, you know, he would, he would see uh, a civil war happening a lot, a lot yeah. sooner than a World War III with China. And you yeah. and I talked about it a couple of months ago when we were right in the thick of the COVIDs, um, was that it was like, whether it be election year or not, and this tying into the 2020 possible regime, is I, I would see a civil war happening real, real quick as a result of that divide. I mean, the, the art of electing a president... It it really is an art and should be I think notated as Agreed. such and 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 I think when when you talk about the fact that art you know represents or recreates life or or vice versa I think there's a feedback loop in there and I think Trump is the mm-hmm. the perfect you know personification of this this cartoonish world that we've created for each other which is drawn by both sides right like on the left it's drawn by Marxists which I'll give it to you they can't be disproven. Which is a shit theory, right? Like every to every extent, and even you guys will admit, I think the the elitists are against us to a certain. The the bourgeoisie are running against us, but at the same time, the 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 rich people, the 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 deep state, the 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 true leftists, as the conspiracy theory theory world would refer to them as, they are they are pressing against us. So I, I. I just I just put this out as like a huge chance. Like there's a, there's a chance for some coalition here. You know what I mean? Where we can all come together in some instant. I mean, especially on the on the anniversary of nine eleven. If there's any better way to show that we haven't forgotten, it's a way to show that look we can organically come together here. But it's got to be against those elitists. It's got to be against those gatekeepers. Yeah. Those those lizard people, whatever you want to call them. But it's 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 a huge chance, and we've got to seize that, man. Well, I was always well, I, saying, I, go ahead, Ben. Go ahead. Okay. No, I was just saying that I, I, I do think that it is all about red and blue becoming purple and going against green. You know what I mean? That's always what it is. And whether you want to call the green the lizard people or just money, we got to go against this fucking entity that is green. And Well, and um, I think that green is trying to keep red and blue as separate as possible. Exactly. Exactly. That's why I call it purple against green. Um, yeah. That hashtag was taken, so I took the uh, hashtag <laughs> purple versus lizards. So, I mean, that's the hashtag. But, um, Joe, you were saying that Trump is a very divisive president, and that's where the division started. I would argue that Obama started the division, in my opinion, because this is when Black Lives Matter popped up. Uh, Obama, the first half-black president, or you know what a lot of people call the black president, um, he had a black AG, Eric Holder. They didn't pass one bill to get black people out of jail or out of prison. I mean, they put a bunch of black people in, in prison. And then, um, you know, that's where that real division of white versus black, red versus blue really started. Um, well, I think, I think was what, put I think what Joe's saying is that the media division, what created the division wasn't necessarily where the divide came from. But our attention to the division didn't come until Trump got put in. Yeah, I don't mean Trump was divisive in himself, which I mean he kind of is. It's hilarious. He but, is. Uh, he is. When he became president, <laughs> he brought it up in people. <laughs> that's where the left really, like, 
they I mean, they were crying it. in the streets yes. and like had safe places and stuff. Like that's never happened before. And you I'm know, not there blaming was, there I'm blaming the left. Sorry, Brandon. For sure. You know, you're, 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 that, 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 that makes sense though. Even from the left, even from the like, we're the one who committed 9-11 leftist conspiracy theory here. It makes sense that you have, you do, you have to put a sharp enough iron into this motherfucker to make it coalesce together to like to make those blood vessels shrink up and say let's fight against this shit so like even if you were the bad guys you would want to stick that stake right where trump stuck it right well what i'm saying right is if let's say hillary clinton won after obama was was ruling for eight years right if hillary clinton would have won we would have all banded together and really fucking driven home that the government is the evil entity out there. But there's half the people out here saying, well, we still have Trump, right? I don't know if Trump's a good guy or a bad guy. I don't. I'm leaning towards he's a good guy because that's the only fucking chance that we have. If he's not on our side, if he's not on our side, we are fucked. We're fucked. Tommy G says that all the time. He's like, I hope we're right, because if we're not, we are totally fucked. Well, I think, okay, so this is where I think that a lot of people end up supporting Trump. And I've, I've said this a million times, and even me and my wife have talked about this. I could give a good goddamn fuck about who the president is in their personal life, blah, blah, Preacher. blah, blah. I care about what they do on paper. And so at this point... The people that support him dogmatically, who are like, "Oh, he's perfect. He's exactly what we needed." Blah blah yeah, blah. Yeah, sent by God. Okay, great. So now they got those guys. But I, I am exactly where you guys are at with the idea that I really could care less if he's a good guy or not. The point is, at this point, he's the only shot that we have left to ride the rails out of this thing instead of plummeting the way that I feel like the other side wants us to go. And that's where I think a good majority of Americans are. It's not that they're 100% against him. It's not that they're 100% for him. A great proponent for that is Ben Shapiro. Ben Shapiro said, I didn't fucking vote for him in the last election. And to tell you the truth, I don't think I would vote for him again. <laughs> yeah. But he has done some good stuff. And I think that very um, black and white divisive personality that he has, has given a lot of people on, on, on the center tracks to say, well, I don't necessarily agree with him. But I could sure as hell choose between the lesser of the two evils if given the opportunity. Yeah, and that that that, that speaks to especially the uh, uh, the, the federal uh, court appointees that he's he's got a long list of. I mean, Mitch McConnell mm-hmm. is going deep as fuck on this stuff. It's where it boils down to the philosophical end to me. But 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 it it's if you believe, if you are on that side if you believe that kind of stuff, dude that. That makes total sense. Why wouldn't you vote for this guy? You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. I mean, that well, cat was my, The main cool. thing with uh, Trump, for me, I was just talking to Jen about this the other day, is that uh, the, the main thing that made me like him more is that the media fucking hates his guts. Yes. And I hate That's him. Yeah. That's so it's like, the yeah. enemy of my enemy is my friend. Right. So the more that they harp on him, the more I'm like, I want to see what this dude has to say. I was not for him. Yeah. I didn't vote for him. But I, I'm kind of interested now. Because fuck CNN. Like, Usually, well, what has to say is extremely entertaining right back at them, too. And it's clearly like yeah. sometimes a childish He's cut. Hilarious. But it's like, eh, okay, I'll watch that. Whatever. Fuck it. The world's burning. Well, I'll and you it. guys, I'm sure you guys have seen all over Facebook and news clips and stuff. This press secretary that he finally put in, that blonde haired chick. 
that comes oh, out with fuck, a notebook of tabs of all the things that she can rebuttal with all of the dates, scenarios, and shit. And they'll ask her one thing, and she'll be like, are you talking about this? And then she'll sit there, and somebody got a side picture of the binder. I don't know how they got this, how they got it out there. But it actually showed what the labels were in her binder. And, dude, this shit went all the way back to, like, the 1980s. Like, she has shit on everybody. And she knows yeah, I that think as soon that as some dumb CNN reporter pipes off, she's like, mm, fuck you, no. Yeah, I think that's set up. I don't think that her conversations are that well put together. You know what I mean? That's got to be set up. But um, no, man. That's fair. I, you know, I think that, uh, you know, how, how we're all saying fuck CNN right now. During 9-11, we were all saying fuck Fox. Fox were the bad guys. Fox were the lie factory. Back then, they were talking about. Yeah, no, for sure. But Fox is like the last fucking real media, mainstream media outlet out there right now. But back then it was fuck Fox because they're talking about weapons of mass destruction. CNN was saying there's no such thing as weapons of mass destruction. It oh, they were fear mongering. Yeah, it flip flops, yeah. dude. Imagine um, that. So yeah, I mean yeah, exactly. Imagine that, dude. It's all about making us have these kinds of conversations. Um, trying to divide people. I mean that's that's what it's been about since the dawn of time, man. So. I think that, uh, you know, having more conversations like this are important. Brandon, it seemed like you had something that you wanted to talk about right here. Yeah, you ready to wrap up, man? If, uh, I mean, I am. I am. You I'm, set. I'm set. So, so, so guys, I, I, I think that this is a really poetic thing. As much of a cinephile, not, not pedophile, cinephile as I am, <laughs> I think I have to say uh, the, the, the way that, that Ned Beatty in the 1970, I think it was nine movie, uh, network. The way he puts it together is, is I think, a perfect capstone for for how this entire thing went down. So let me, let me just quote it here. He said he starts with the Arabs. They've taken billions of dollars out of this country, talking about America, and now they must put it back. Like you have to let us put it back. It's the ebb and flow. It's tidal gravity, motherfucker. It's the ecological balance. I mean, you're an old man who thinks in terms of nations and people. Let me tell you right now, there are no nations, there are no peoples, there are no Russians, there are no Arabs, there are no third worlds, there is no West, there is only the holistic system of systems, of dollars. Petrodollars, electrodollars, multi-dollars, Reichmarks, Rhines, rubles, pounds, and shekels. Whatever you want to call it, it's the international system of currency which determines the totality of life on this planet. That, motherfucker, is the natural order of things today. And that is the subatomic and atomic and galactic structure of things today. And you, speaking against this guy who has fucked up, who has been a, who has been a skeptic in the world of conspiracy theories, you have disrupted that system. You have meddled with the primal forces of nature and you will atone. Just for for me as the skeptic, I'm a little bit scared by that. I'm one I'm wonderfully happy that you guys have joined us today today to uh to to, to share with us your insights on on such a, a monumental um event like 9/11. I'm scared as fuck about what's still happening. I'm super happy about all of our followers being able to hear about this shit. Everyone who joined this podcast, thank you so much for 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 coming aboard. Ryan, do you have anything else to to talk about before we close out here? No, I mean, I want to thank 
uh joe jen ben you guys are fucking dope for jumping in on this i mean this is an intimidating subject to try to uh kind of cram into one episode um but i mean i i wanted to get you guys on board um do you guys have any closing thoughts on on 9-11 other than the fact that in my opinion this is all about asbestos you know they had to bring down the buildings because of asbestos it was a huge fucking problem very very expensive <laughs> to uh fix I, it was going to cost like two billion dollars to get rid of all the asbestos in there <laughs> and uh lucky larry uh silverstein just fucking took that down took out a nice insurance package got Bless himself him. paid um i think anything? we can all agree on that as red or asbestos. blue left or right we can agree on that asbestos is a killer and imagine how many fucking people fucking died that day later asbestos killed so many people that day with the fucking building falling and all that smoke just shooting out over the entire island of manhattan how many people got cancer from asbestos that day why do you think people are such dickheads over there they got asbestos everywhere it's because they got to move quick and they have asbestos in their lungs that's why so i think i think on the platform of actually being able to talk about this uh first of all i'd like to appreciate both of you guys for having us on it was a great opportunity uh and it's been a lot of fun and i definitely would like to continue doing this with other topics that aren't necessarily so hard hitting and i guess you could say dainty as a subject of 9-11 where we can really let loose uh but that being said when it comes to regardless of the motives and what you think about 9-11, you know, we talked at the very beginning about all the flags that came out. And my big thing is, is regardless of what your affiliation is, what you think, I'm a huge patriot because I love my country. I don't necessarily like all the people in it. But when it, talking about 9-11, we all did come together. And every time that that anniversary comes to this day, even for people who weren't born yet that are now adults, they will even still pop up and say something about 9-11 and never forget. And to me, that's like the biggest thing is as long as it goes down that on the day, we have a little bit of reverence for the people, specifically the firefighters and the policemen and the first responders that had nothing to do with the attack. They had nothing to do with the motive. They were just there trying to save lives. That is the part that I always try to take away from it. So, yeah. Who we are. Oh, yeah. Thank you guys. Yeah, of course, man. And yeah, let's all just try to be fucking nice to each other on 9 11 2020. Let's be purple as fuck, just, yo. At least for that one day. <laughs> you know I mean? Don't be a so, dick. That's it. Don't fucking report anyone for not wearing a mask. And that's I was that. just going to say, wear your mask. Yes. Oh, my God. I, that's I the, hate the perfect, wearing masks. But perfect conglomeration yeah, here. Report. That's perfect. Don't be an asshole. How about that? Don't be a dickhead. Yeah, don't be a dickhead. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank That's you guys. Uh, thank legit so bat. Before we get off, do you guys want to plug your social media stuff? Ben, you got this one. I think so. Um, did you ever figure out what the Gmail was? <laughs> the Gmail no. for ours? No. Nobody's fucking emailing us. It's le- legit bat. It's legit bat pod at gmail.com I'm fairly certain. Just okay, try he's it. fairly certain. If you don't hear back from us, then that's why. Um, <laughs> We'll put it in the it, show notes, whatever the real one is. <laughs> so uh, you also, I believe, Joe changed it on Facebook to match the Instagram, correct? No, I didn't change shit. Oh, okay. So 
on Facebook, you can come to our page and check out the very uh, minimal content that we have published as of yet. Uh, legitbatpod dot or uh, at legitbat. And then if you go on Instagram, it is at legitbatpodcast. Um, on there, the links have to be copy and pasted, but hopefully we'll be able to get a few more episodes out here shortly to you guys. Um, thanks again to Dangerous World for having us on. Good plug there. And uh, looking forward to having some more content for you guys from the really gay, venomous brains of idiots. Totally, man. This was Perfect. fun as fuck, dude. Yeah, this is a good one, man. Leave these guys five-star reviews on Apple Podcasts. They'll read them on their on their podcast. Every episode, they'll read your five-star reviews, as will we. So, um, yeah, we'll th- we thank you guys for fucking tuning in. It's always fun. It's always real. We're trying to give you good information. And uh, just keep tuning in to Dangerous World. And now to the new podcast, Legit Bat. It's a good one. Check them both out. So thank you guys, um, especially big, big, big thanks to Legit Bat Podcast um, for contributing their ideas to the 9-11, big 9-11 episode. So you guys take care, and we'll talk to you all soon. We'll bye, see guys. you soon. All right, bye, guys.